Right, straight off the bat. Okay. Straight off the bat. Yeah. Just, 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 tell, just tell me now, have you got some piece of tantalising news that you're going to, at some point, um, go, oh, there's this thing and I must tell you about it, and then we're going to run out of time. Just, just <laughs> let me know. No, I don't think so. You don't? I don't think so. No. Makes a bloody change. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's good news then, <laughs> that you don't have some big life-changing piece of news. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm. What did you do last night? Tell me about that. I, I, I know to... what you did. So I was, I was being, you know. Yeah, uh, no, no. I understand. Being I understand, radio, I understand how the format works. <laughs> um, God, we sound like we sound like the two most awkward people in the world. Like, do these people actually like each other? Because they just seem to be slightly snipey. Um, oh, do I sound slightly? No. Okay. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. Hey, Mark, you went to a great gig last night. Tell me about yes, it. Yes, I did get great, mate. Oh, we are such friends. Oh, it's banter. Um, yeah, I went to a gig and it was, um, it was a weird day because I was, I, I will, I'll be very brief. I was, uh, hoping to meet my musical hero, Stephen Page, yesterday, uh, in a couple of different scenarios. I was hoping to meet him, uh, at a radio station and he was ill, so that didn't happen. And then, uh, I was supposed to meet him, um, at a meet and greet before his gig and that didn't happen uh was i was Ill? yeah because he was ill and i was i was i was kind of disappointed and then i was like well if he's ill do i really want to go to the gig because i don't know if it's going to be any like i don't want to be disappointed because me and my dad saw him last year uh mm-hmm. in, in an impromptu no also an impromptu gig uh at regent's park and it was great and it was like an, an unticketed event he just turned up and Sorry. played his guitar yes how do you do an impromptu gig in regent's park you need licensing you need security no you need a fuck ton of insurance no no he just no he busked basically oh well, okay so yeah, yeah. is that a gig is that a gig then that's not a gig what that's a man busking isn't it yeah no he said i'm going to be here in regent's park tomorrow um okay. and if you want to come and say hi uh i'll be playing some songs and okay. that's what happened so he literally he he found a spot we found an embankment and we just sat on the grass um for an hour listening to him play songs and then go and shake his hand afterwards is he is he a people is he a person people know he's the it's been guy you're gone. Lead singer, me, of, lead singer of Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, or or yeah. was. He was. Um, before he departed. And so uh, he is... Has it been five weeks since he... It's It's been it's been several weeks. Um, okay. Yeah, so... Uh, yes, but anyway, this is this is not about me. Um, Did you have any Chinese chicken? <laughs> I, I, I checked the Chinese chicken. I had a drumstick, but my brain stopped ticking. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm aware, and I have, to, I have to address this point. I am aware what, what? of how um, very much a novelty band, certainly in, in the UK, because the UK didn't know a lot about the band. Um, so the UK assumes that Bare Naked Ladies is a novelty band because they were very successful with a kind of, you know, humorous little song. Um, but they they have a, a, you know, a career stretching 30 years and um, several albums. And uh, to a certain person they they have they write songs that speak to all sorts of things from mental illness to um you know to love and romance and sex and um pop culture and being a teenager and angst and all those different things um throughout the years and so they mean a lot you don't need to you don't need to justify this to me at at all um i'm sorry you feel (laughs) no 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 it's not necessarily Um, to you i don't i don't feel like i have to justify it to you um well i do to be clear but (laughs) (laughs) you can't fucking win 
I remember I remember having a conversation with a um, musician called Sorry. Martin that's fine called Martin White um right. on an old radio show I used to do and um he 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 came straight when I said bare naked ladies he he because I think I talked about having left one of their gigs and he said oh is that the band that does that mm-hmm song and I was like no that's Crash Test Dummies that's uh, so who's, who's the bare naked ladies then and and so we we had this sort of thing where I had to explain that actually they're quite good and they're more than just the song so sometimes I do have to justify it and explain it um so in your in your backstory that you've given them to, to me it's what you're almost suggesting that um it's it's as if the only song that the offspring had done that had charted in the UK was bumping in my truck. Yeah, or even pre fly for a white guy. Well, no, no but come on. Pre fly for a white guy is like Novello award winning level compared to bumping in my truck. Sure. Um, <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Have you heard Bumping in My Truck? Uh, probably. I, it doesn't spring, I'll be honest, it doesn't spring immediately to mind, but I, I did go through a, yeah. There's a number of problems with it. A number <laughs> of problems with it. But the keenest problem uh, in it is that um, it was the moment where you said, guys, you, you can't do like 17-year-old pop punk anymore because look at you, you're 50. Oh, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> and they tried to retrospectively claim it as irony. Um, and it was it was a bit like, oh, you're old men, they're young girls. You're talking about making boobs jiggle. Um, oh, oh, dear. It, it, it is hard, though, isn't it? I mean, the uh, you know, Green Day, at least they grew up. Yeah, Green Day. They, I think they dealt with that whole thing well. Like they pivoted towards basically being, um, instead of being angry about not getting laid, they became angry about politics. And I yeah. think you know they they did a really good pivot. Actually, they did. They did. And it's it's hard to know when when and where and how. I would have thought. Yes. Um, so yeah, no. So Ben Naked Lady, that's cool. Um, that's good. I'm gonna have um, that on so- the loop. So he does. Um, so he does solo stuff now. Yeah, yeah, um, and and it, very much under the same kind of thing. Like, um, you know, it, it's musically very accessible, which is why he'll like he'll never get that much respect. He's a he's a proper old school muso. Like he mm-hmm. he went to a, a school for the gifted. That's where him and, and Ed uh, Robertson of Ben Naked Ladies met. Uh, it was a school for people who have you know uh, like real musical talent, um, and so. Uh, yeah, like he's a proper muso. Like he takes care of his voice, and um, and he's got a he's got a fantastic voice. Uh, but he writes very accessible melodies. Um, but the you know there's there's a, a wonderful song called "I Can See My House from Here," which is about Jesus coming to um to to see him uh in his mirror, but mistaking him for one of the Beatles. Um, and so it ha- it's, it's this whole song that is just filled with these passing references to various we- wings and John Lennon and Beatles songs. And there's amazing lines like, I'm, I'm done with raising the dead. I'd rather tour with them instead. I've waited mm-hmm. too long for my wish. Jesus Christ, I'd settle for fish, which is a fucking great line. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, good. <laughs> it, like, good, good. Uh, but it's all in very accessible melodies. So like, he's never gonna, He's 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 never gonna fit well within the right camp. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's yeah. too smart for your simple pop stuff, and he's he's too accessible for people who who like bands that look down at their shoes or whatever. 
Yeah. Well, you know, look, you know, again, you, you really don't, you know, don't have to justify this for to me, and I completely get it. I don't you're think I am. I'm just describing a thing now. No, 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 no. But you're you're sort of you're sort of there. There is a bit still in the way that you're patterning this, where you're sort of saying, "But this is okay because these are the good things about the thing." And, and what blah, it blah, is, blah, and it's okay. when when I'm a, when I'm a fan of something, I want to explain what my fandom is, and and in in a way that I can hope other people can enjoy it, not so that I can go. Uh, and honestly, guys, it's cool. Um, mm. It's more that I want to go like, I know what it's like to be the guy who dismisses a band. Uh, I mm. did the same thing with Chumbawamba when, when I did a, a radio show toward, uh, nine years, eight, nine years ago. And uh, my co-host brought in a Chumbawamba song. And I was like, come on, mate. What you, what you want about me? Come on, Chumbawamba. Yeah. Bring, you that, bring you that shit over here. Come on, mate. And um, he played the song and it was fine. And then a couple of years later, I heard... Um, uh, a song called Add Me, which is this lovely, like really smart song about social media and stuff. And it mm-hmm. made me rethink and, and go, okay, well, hang on then. A couple of people have obviously pointed to that there's more to this band than, uh, than getting knocked down and then getting back up again. Um, there's mm-hmm. obviously, there's obviously more. And so because of that, like, I'm not really fussed if someone wants to sort of, uh, um, laugh it off it's more like i want to go no i i know because i've been there but actually it's really good and this is why you should like it like i like to you know i want to be able to bring especially people who who tend to turn their nose up at things it's not because you know i need them to think i'm cool it's like this is what you are potentially missing out on and if you then go actually it's still shit well fair enough then yeah well you know as uh, ben fold said there's always someone cooler than you anyway so and <laughs> yes, um, so uh segueing into something i was about to say i think from what you've said i should probably um i think my homework's just written itself i think i'm gonna have to listen to some bare naked ladies okay i will i, I, think, I will assign or, or some, you or some solo stuff maybe no let me start with um give me one solo album and one bare naked ladies album okay and... bare naked ladies album is born on a pirate ship which is okay. not uh, one of the ones that people think of as the uh, as their favourite, but it's the least poppy because it's quite there's it's really spiky and it was written at a difficult time and it that comes through. He did the first time I've ever heard them do this live. He did a a live performance of a song. Um, yesterday that opens with a line on august the 5th 1981 i cycled to scott's house with a bb gun we were almost 12 but we looked 19 he had baby blue eyes that i shot in between um and and yeah uh, uh and like the whole album has got a lot of like really sort of angsty irritated spiky like <clears throat> kind of stuff um and so i think that would be a really interesting one for you to check out and then as a as a solo album you should check out the latest one uh, which is a sort of a concept album uh, and it's called heal thyself part 1 instinct and discipline but if you just look for stephen page and find the latest album it'll be that one uh, it's a complicated title but it's going to be part of a i think a trilogy it's two or two or three albums at least um and and the first one's out and the next one's coming out soon but um yeah that's the one that's got that song i was telling about about jesus coming to meet him um okay. so yeah there you go. There's your homework. So my my reasoning for why I think I should I would probably like this is because um, I think that a lot of the bands and acts that have attracted me and that have stuck with me are um, very lyrically driven. Yes, good. I good, would say. Good. So you know, I just quoted Ben Folds just then. Absolutely. Um, yes. I I love. Um, most of, not all, but I love most of Ben Fold's work. Mm-hmm. There's some things that I've just found inaccessible. Um, the, you talk talking about concept albums. I couldn't get my head into the the one with Nick Hornby. 
I'm not sure. Uh, do you know the name of it? I may have it, but I, I don't recognise it as a Nick Hornby thing. I think I've got it. Okay. Um, my incidents are a bit of a go, so you go, you Google it, and I'll carry on talking. Okay. Um, so Ben Folds, Nick Hornby, yep. they did a they did a thing together. Um, so yeah, I've, uh, I really like Ben Folds, and then um, has this ever come up? Uh, it certainly hasn't ever come up on tape, but um, my um, deep, deep, deep love of Carter USM. Oh, okay. Um, I'm yeah. I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a renowned '90s holdout anyway, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> nominally sort of slightly young on the Carter fandom spectrum. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, just uh, the, the 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 lyrics and Jim Bob solo stuff as well. I've, I'm sort of slowly getting into. I saw Jim Bob play a set in Birmingham last Christmas mm. with um, weirdly a, a group a group of dads <laughs> from my son's school who all uh, also happen to like Carter. So loads of middle aged men. Um, but yeah, no, uh, there's lots of storytelling in Carter lyrics mm. and, um, that's always been something that's appealed to me. And for that reason, everybody's always surprised that I don't listen to half man, half biscuit. Oh, okay. And yeah. I've tried, tried a bit of that recently via, via Spotify cause Spotify threw some at me and it was quite good. Are you, um, conversant with the tallest man on earth? Um, no, I can't, re- I can't reach up there. So <laughs> <laughs> he can't hear me. So that would be What's an interesting one for you to, for you to try. He's a, he's a Swede. Uh, who um, records sort of lo-fi folk and it's okay. it's recorded. I don't know if it's recorded on cassette, but it's recorded to sound like it's on cassette. And I normally don't go in for that, but there's something in his melodies and in, in some of his, his lyrics. Um, he's, uh, there's a, a good one that he did on Jules Holland uh, called King of Spain, and that's from the Wild Hunt album, I think, and that's quite good. Uh, that whole album's really good. I... I um, I discovered that when I used to have a, a good music discovery service back in the day, uh, before like all the streaming services came came around. Do you remember a, a service called eMusic? Did you ever use that? No, I, no, no. I didn't. And, and it's it sounds like in my head it's parked in an area of my brain reserved for um, services that didn't ever really go anywhere. So yeah, no, it's fair enough. <laughs> uh, what, what was eMusic? Mark? So wildly off topic. It was just it was it was a place where uh, you it wasn't a streaming service. It was a download music service, and you oh, paid yeah. a monthly uh, monthly fee, and you got X number of credits that could be redeemed for uh, oh, either an album no. or a number of tracks. I remember. I remember this. It sounds like exactly the wrong idea at exactly the wrong time in the market. It was. It was um, actually really good. But, uh, an genuinely, attempt, an attempt to fix things. I can yeah. appreciate the thinking that would have gone into it, but what's, I can appreciate why it's wrong. What's well? I don't think it was. I think what was good about it was that it still gave you that degree of ownership, but it also mm-hmm. gave you uh, discoverability. Like I found Gautier, uh, and I, I was able to be one of those dickheads who was like, you know, do you know who who I mean by Gautier? No. The, okay. Do you remember <laughs> um, a song called Somebody That I Used To Know? No, sing it. Uh, okay. Um, it's the one that goes, uh, You never cut me off. I don't even need the love. Now you're just somebody that I used to know. Somebody. Okay. Please stop. Please stop. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> Um, so what's good about that? Well, not good about that. What's interesting about that is that I know that you can sing and I know you can sing falsetto and that was horrible. So yeah, no, I'm, was not awful. Gonna, I'm not going to look into that. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. <laughs> that, that wasn't, that wasn't me. Um, I was shouting lady stuff a lot better. last night. Uh, and so my voice is, uh, is not good. So the gig happened then. Yeah. So I'm going to be brief. Oh, good. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was fun, but I, I left a little bit deflated. I think I I didn't realize how much I wanted to be able to go and and say hello. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very childlike in a lot of uh, in in a lot of the ways I I, I think, and I I am very narrative driven, and I, I had a story and I had an idea and uh, of, of you know a way I, I would have liked the evening to have gone. And uh, you know anyone who's got any kind of fandom, a bit of you wine, know. you know, a few roses, absolutely. Um, <laughs> But like, any, like anyone who's Sorry. no, it's fine. Any kid who's ever dreamed of, uh, like that that um that tropey dream of you sitting and watching a football match and the uh, uh the the manager like points to you and you know because a, a player's just knackered his knee and a, a, a someone points to you know someone and goes like how oh, can anybody you know play midfield and you're like me 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 you know like, do, are you aware of the trope I'm addressing here? Um, I am, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna explain to you the rules of football and why that wouldn't work. But uh, well, no, the point of, of course, it wouldn't work. <laughs> but the, you know, that's that's. But also, isn't there? Wasn't not, there, aren't there a few apocryphal stories of literally people being plucked out of the crowd at festivals and concerts to play sets with bands? Yeah, there's there, there are all sorts of stories, and I think I think some are true, and some you know, yeah, probably not. I have read some uh, of yeah, like um, people holding up signs uh saying you know I'd, I'd love to sing with you and and it happened at the gig i was at last year uh this impromptu gig like someone had a guitar and he just said can i do a song with you and page went yeah uh and so they did and you know i i, I had had an idea and i thought that'd be nice to do um God, i still this can't is... believe that out of all the people in that audience um that uh springsteen managed to pick courtney cox that time that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was an amazing break for her <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh should we should we get on to something that's not about me? Oh no, no. Um of course because so, this is the podcast where you fix my life. So you're yeah, so you're what's interesting you about your your guys like I was obviously like oh yeah, what, what what's all this you can't just do a gig in Hyde Park. But obviously, actually, it doesn't really matter what this guy does, does he? because I was just looking up um one week i called it five weeks earlier for some reason yeah, anyway i was just looking at one week and my main exposure to that song is via american pie oh yeah so you know he must get 20 or 30 bucks a day for american pie being on tv somewhere um and and it's also film, played that, a lot on its own right well i was just looking at the other films that it's in it's in 10 things i hate about you <laughs> which is you know frankly the film that american pie wants to be and isn't <laughs> um i love 10 things i hate about you um uh i've got <laughs> got uh i got a podcast idea on the slate with morton about this awesome. about about 10 things i hate about you um which i'm not oh, going to wow. tell you now because it's such a great idea okay one of our uh few dozen listeners is bound to steal it um <laughs> few dozen. Well, watch out watch out for that yeah a few mm-hmm. dozen um it's also been in uh, the west wing yeah um, yeah they, they played they, they were in the west wing they were in the west wing yeah was that was that one of the ones where john bon jovi was in it on a bus uh no i don't think in so that sort of context uh it was in a context of a uh, rock the vote gig okay cool but the point is, there's some big properties that have used it that are constantly being shown. So he's a bit like the character in um, About a Boy, yeah. um, which is a lot, a lot of Hornby going on in this. Uh, yeah. In this, but that, that, uh, one this was a, that one's a co-write um, because what's, what's it? Okay. Oh, God. How, 
I'll try and I'll try and spend. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if there's five members of the band and they're all they're all splitting. No, 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 no. But I I think the the performance royalty and the writing royalty. I think they're going to be cleaning up. No, absolutely. Uh, That sounds huge. I think the derivation of it is interesting because. they so one of the things that they used to do and they still do now even without Stephen Page is uh they do a lot of freestyle rapping um and uh sorry I might I might withdraw my homework <laughs> At their, at, their, at their live at their live gigs they do lots of like v- funny off the cuff improvised raps about all sorts of things and okay. when, when you're there like it's it's it makes you laugh it, like genuinely it's it's good um i'm not saying the rapping is good but like it's funny and that's the point of it and yeah. that's what all that weird stuff in the you know whether it's chinese chicken or you know all that, all that guff. That all came from basically the kind of freestyling that they used to do, and then they they started putting that together in a song. Um, and so that that came from something they'd been doing for years, which is just dicking about on stage and being entertaining and being funny. Like they they'll just start talking, and then um, like Tyler the drummer and the bassist will just start getting a little rhythm going, and before you know it, they're into a thing, uh, okay. and it's all very um, organic. And they don't do okay. they don't do the same. They'll do a couple of they might do a couple of centerpieces, but they don't or set pieces, but they don't do the same thing every <laughs> night. So if you go to so they'll they'll do a rap about Birmingham, um, and uh, you know walking into a laundry uh, laundry walking into a department store and trying to buy some sexy lingerie is one of the things. But then they'll go to Glasgow the next night and they'll do something about what they did in Glasgow, like it's and it's it's new and different and off the cuff every time. Was that a specific thing oh. that they sang to you once? Yes. About? Okay, that's fine. I was just, uh, I wondered why you were free associating yourself into Reckons. Yes. Um, uh, you know, I heard it's the, the biggest lingerie section in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you know the guy who says that? He's my favourite audiobook narrator. Oh, really? Yeah, th- that's the guy with the incredibly boring voice. Oh, it's not actually, yes. t- but it, uh, that guy's in that scene. Uh, he is, um, yeah, he's my favourite audiobook narrator, Sean Barrett. So for, the, for those of you who haven't picked up the reference, we're talking, of course about is it christmas it's christmasy ted isn't it it is christmasy ted because i it's, well, that's one ted. of those things that i always forget that the christmas episode is the lingerie episode yeah um it's so like Father um, Ted's christmas it's like special the faulty towers thing people forget that the fire alarm and the um germans are the same episode oh i've got a great faulty towers story <gasps> oh please tell me so um so on sunday mm-hmm. um i um I was I was in Edinburgh for the weekend, and um, on Sunday morning, um, we uh, had a bit, bit of a lazy morning before we were going out. We had a booking to go into Edinburgh Castle because they give you a time slot. Mm-hmm. We were just around the corner from the castle, and the plan was we'd put, sort of take our time, pack up, mooch and get some breakfast, and then we would mooch up the hill mm-hmm. in time for our time slot. We had to be there between 11 and 12, so it was like a breakfast brunch thing. There's a couple of really nice cafes just outside the door of our apartment. didn't open until 12. Okay, we'll walk walk a little bit further. And we saw another nice little cafe and we kind of popped our head in. Oh, are you open? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're open. Okay, cool. Um, well, there's a, t- a few tables at the back. We'll just need to come and clean them. Okay, fine. It's kind of, you know, kind of cutesy, a little bit kind of it, quite quite informal environment. We thought, okay, we'll, we'll go in. And um, we sat down and uh, someone came and cleaned our table and someone else came and said, oh, the table's not very clean. I better clean the table. And I thought, oh, was that's a bit strange, a bit disorganized, but okay, go with it. <clears throat> we ordered, and then we realized that there were things going on around us and that nothing in the place was quite working correctly. 
So um, no single table was getting the things that they ordered in the time that they should have got them in the right order or anything coming correct. <laughs> and um, there were there were two front of house staffs and a cook. And the two front of house staff were um, not communicating with each other and were never in the room at the same time <laughs> and kept on duplicating each other's work. Oh, and God. They, like, they had... They had four tables, each with two people, so a total of eight covers. And over an hour, they managed to just, just like like you were right, like you were watching a farce. They completely was, walled off salad, did it? Yes, and I, I was looking up at this uh, shelf, and I could see a picture of John Cleese. And just <laughs> as I noticed it, the younger of the two waitresses said to this guy on bringing him his breakfast for the fourth time and and it's still not being quite right and him just go just leave my breakfast <laughs> she went oh it's a bit like 40 towers in here isn't it oh and i was like well that's that's a strange coincidence i'm looking at a picture of john cleese <laughs> just as she mentions 40 towers <laughs> kind of carried on and blah 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 and in the end we just about managed to get everything sorted out and eat and then get out the door to kind of like run up the hill mm-hmm. and as i shut the door behind me i realized that the cafe was called fatty owls oh wow that's amazing so like is it is it some kind of novelty cafe i think it's a show from the fringe that has stayed and got a permanent <laughs> residency <laughs> i think it was concept dining <laughs> but very but very sort of self-referential yeah, very on the nose, and I, I should have I should have taken <laughs> it sooner because actually there were owls everywhere. Yeah, inside as well, which just kind of I thought added to the kind of cutesy charm. Yeah, but actually was was a thing. Oh my god, fatty owls! <laughs> wow. Imagine going to the bank manager with that. So we're going to open a cafe, and basically we're going to make sure that everybody gets uh, everything uh, wrong. Yeah. Oh man. Amazing, huh? I love it. I love it. I, that's that's ace. Fatty yeah. owls. That's made me very pleased. Uh, good. I did, tweet, I did tweet about it. Uh, oh, okay. At the, at the time, and then uh, I pinged a message to um, to a friend of the show. Well, I don't know if he's a friend of this show, but mm. our co-host on another podcast, John. Mm-hmm. And I messaged him, and I went, "This is true, not a story made up for numbers." Because I couldn't, <laughs> I just couldn't quite believe it. Oh, that's ace. Because there's so much, so much stuff on Twitter that's just made up for numbers. Jesus, mm. just absolute things that didn't happen. Nonsense. It's interesting. Like I, I've, um, I've really scaled back my social media because, yeah. uh, and I was about oh, that, didn't we? Um, did we? I think so. Okay. All right. Good. No, 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 no. no. no Carry no. off. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just conscious of the fact that uh, we've just got, laying we've trails got back for the, back for the listeners. Oh, absolutely. That's, oh, that's, oh, no, that's good. Um, no, like I was chatting cause my, my dad was at the gig yesterday cause he, he likes this dude a lot. So we were, um, chatting away and I was, and, and so I was saying, you know, I've, I've cut back a lot on, on tweeting and various things. And, um, and he said, why? And I said, well, it's because I'm answering a, I keep answering a question that nobody is asking and that's what a lot of us are doing like um it is it's answering a question that no like no nobody's really asking what are you doing today nobody is asking that question um what you know what did you have for lunch where did you just go where are you now and i i'm just i'm less inclined now and i'm not i'm not this is not um an indictment against social media i don't have any problem with anyone who does it but it's just a thing i came to myself it's like 
I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm happy now just not answering the question that's in my head that I hope people are asking that they're actually not. Mm. Um, and that's been something that's, that's been in my brain for a, for a few, a few days. I don't know if you caught this, but I did a thing last week where I apologized to all the people I've been rude to on Twitter over the, um, the last sort of year. Oh, I, so I saw that and I thought, oh, has he had one of his meltdowns last night and I've missed it because I was asleep because I know you said that you, that you occasionally get drunk and angry and shout Mm. at people. Um, uh, but I was too, uh, too busy to to follow it up and I thought, Mm -hmm. well, I hope he hasn't. No, no, I hadn't at um, all. I know I was worried that it would be fitting into the context of the podium changes. I thought, oh God, don't have done something silly last night. No, no, no. Okay. So that was, that was just a generic yeah, it was just I wanted to, and it it was it was at, I, I I tagged the people in that I I wanted to uh, apologise to, right. um because uh, and of course you know all of them the only person who didn't reply still sort of acknowledged the tweet with a like uh, and everyone else replied and said I don't remember anything which you know is what you might expect because obviously, yeah. um but I, I you know I I kind of I it it wasn't because of the podium stuff but it's it, it's it is related in as much as. Um, I want to be able to close off a certain era, a close off a certain time in my in my let's call it social media life, whatever it is, uh, and and sort of move on to the next stage because um, yeah, it, it, and it it didn't come from knowing what it's like for people to be uh, terse about my product because. I get it when people are like, I, I I didn't need that empathy anyway. I already had it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it was just an acknowledgement and a putting to bed of sort of, uh, of childish things, if you like, and, yeah. and saying, actually, the reason is the, the a realization that the things I do have consequences. I think that's what I learned. Um, last week you know when i i started i came up with an idea around this time last year and i started working on it and Mm -hmm. you know uh there are now 1600 people who uh are disappointed when there's a when there's a change that breaks something for them and or 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 are frustrated when it doesn't work and that's a big thing to to reckon with um when you've spent all of your life being doing things that basically have no consequence um mm-hmm. answering questions that nobody's asking when you finally make something that people are using and and you have an impact the things that you do and say have consequences you know i was written about only in a you know a passing thing only in a very niche website but it's the fact that this was you know the things the decisions i made in my uh home office <clears throat> have impact and that was that was interesting and it was just a realization that i needed to to put some of those more childish things petulant things to bed yeah i mean the only thing you could have done that would have got more of a reaction from your user base would be to change the logo i mean god they hate that don't they <laughs> sorry absolutely <laughs> how's protein stuff going it's good mate uh yeah um it's uh it's it is good it's really positive um i'm getting back to be a, being a weirdly like when we recorded this time or the monday last last week um 
I still hadn't fixed the problems that I, I was having and I thought I had and it turned out that I hadn't. And I finally found something that did, so that's fine. And if you're interested, um, the latest episode of the, of the podcast that I do about Podient called Platform is uh, in the show notes and it is, uh, I went into greater detail with uh, Podient's new community advocate, Brendan Hutchins, the marvellous Brendan Hutchins who makes up, up about um, 15% of this podcast's listenership. Has, has that dropped? Episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, um, I was I was away when that happened, so yeah, I didn't see right. it. Oh, cool! Uh, so that's yeah. great. Uh, so yeah, there we go. Look, this has been a very, very, very me heavy episode. So, okay, I've got I've got more. Um, I said last time I was going to put a pin and come back to uh, uh, something that you keep saying about Podian. Oh yeah, um, and. Um, there's there's not really a criticism in, implied in this in terms of what you're doing. There's perhaps a criticism in terms of the, some of the things that you're saying. Um, and I'm not necessarily suggesting that you have to do something about this in terms of providing a place for these people. But maybe you want to dial back the rhetoric on them. So this is this is the this is the thing that every time you say it, I go, oh, oh, don't say that. Don't say that, Mark, which is this. You keep on saying um podium's having this community tier and it's having this other tier and if you want to access the community tier that's great and you can apply but there's um a needs-based analysis for community membership and the things that we won't be looking on kindly are you saying um this is a podcast where i talk about marvel with my mate yeah. right no with me so far mm-hmm is that the so? Uh, can you put that in your own words? The Marvel, Marvel and your mate thing, just for the tape. For the benefit of the tape, uh, yeah. I am talking about um, podcasts where people, usually uh, a couple of friends, um, mm-hmm. talk about uh, a film they've enjoyed or a um, or just you know uh, yeah the, the the latest in sort of quote unquote geek now it's something that we discussed a couple of weeks ago when we when we talked about some of the frog pants shows um but it's it's the it's it's two people getting together to talk about things they like and there is that there is value in those shows but the value tends to be um between you and and your friends and and that's what the understanding is with a lot of those shows they're making shows for their friends um and talking about things that they like and their friends like Okay, so my, my my issue with it and the reason why that example kind of sends me slightly, oh, is um, th- those shows have an important role to play. It's not necessarily your role or Podium's. It's not necessarily for Podium to provide a platform for it. But when we kind of end up sounding a bit condescending of those shows, um, it sends some negative messages that I don't think you intend to send, which is that they're, that they're valueless and that people stepping out into the world and starting to learn a new craft isn't something that should be supported. That is totally not what you're trying to say, but it's totally how it sounds. So when you say community isn't a place for uh, kids to talk about Marvel with their mates, that's almost saying like Podium isn't a place that values helping people to step into a world where they can communicate using audio with people that Podium doesn't value a world in which people get a chance to tell stories and to grow and to learn. And it almost says that Podium is wants to step away from a world in which 
people are enabled to grow confident so that when their community needs them to tell a more important story, that they're ready to do that. I don't think those are the things that you intend to say, but I think picking on that example um, becomes problematic because if you look at what Tumblr and WordPress and other platforms that have democratized access to um, communication have done is they have given people voices to say things to audiences that aren't necessarily there to answer questions that aren't necessarily asked. But there are lots of case studies of where that capacity becomes important in building community, where that capacity becomes important in telling stories for communities we might not hear from, you know, at its most, um, sort of te- well, textbook level for want of a better word. Um, because it is literally a textbook. If you read the, Clay Shirky book, Here Comes Everybody. He picks up on that in this, where he talks about, you know, um, kids writing about the things they do day to day, and then um, they are ready that when the world needs to know what's happening in their area because of wars and social problems and those sorts of things, they they are ready to communicate and be amplified, and then they can step back into being a kid later on. I don't want to burden you with all of those things, but I just want to say it's problematic to uh, speak down on them. And I wonder what you thought about that. Yeah, fine. I can't. I can't really argue with that. Um, yeah, like uh, that's that, that's that's yeah. I can't. I can't really push back against any of that. No. So where do people go for that sort of service? Because we need to find a way of getting people. Yeah, YouTube and stuff like that. I think is is probably uh, is probably a good place. Um, you know, it it, it depends uh, what how people are cutting their teeth and what they want to cut their teeth on. Um, you know, SoundCloud is is possibly a good way to start something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think either either of those platforms, they're not, um, they, they don't come free with RSS, but if the, uh, which is the thing that allows people to subscribe to a show in, in iTunes or whatever, but if it's about mm-hmm. letting people um understand and uh get on board the craft and figure out what equipment they want to use or whether they just want to you know sit there with a with a blue snowball or uh or just their laptop mic mm. and talk and then have fun with editing things like that uh, and deliver that to a few people uh, to as many people as as want to listen to it then the likes of SoundCloud are are a, are a good possibly you know a, a, a good um, training ground for something like that mm. so i'm sharing something to the show notes and my personal one two seconds sorry yeah um, no worries bad pause, bad pause. yeah that's um, fine but i mean I, you know, I can't i can't help feel a little bit like uh, yeah I, I can't argue with that uh but it's just a sense of i can't fucking do anything right then i, I like i, I i'm, I'm yeah. sorry you know what i mean like i it, it's you're not wrong in what you say um yeah. and and you 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 know you make of and you, as you do because you're a very smart man you make a point and you make a point well and you you understand the nuances and you understand the different sides and things like that um and so i look at that and i go yeah that's a that's a fine point uh guess i i fucked up again like that's the only that that's the like that's my main takeaway from it is yes yeah. you're right guess i fucked up again then way well done well, it should. I mean, I think. I think and that's I'm, not on you. I'm not having a. You no, know, no. I, I'm not well, coming back, on you. Coming back at another way, you you shouldn't feel like you have to pay for that because mm. you're not um, buoyed up by lots of venture capital, and you're not. Um, you don't have to um, 
massively grow lots of size and scale um uh, in in a way that would mean you you'd want everybody to come on and and, and do that and do those things um i think i think what i'm saying is 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 mm, that i don't that i don't think you need i don't think you mean to talk down those people because i think you have been those people in your life um and that it makes things more negative than they need to be in the way that you're articulating the changes that, you, that, that, you, that you're trying to make. Um, yeah, there is also a difference. And, and maybe this is um, maybe I'm maybe I've got this wrong as well. But I think there is a difference between us talking about um, Podient on this podcast mm-hmm. and me talking about Podient on, say, platform or in the written form. And the the messaging is very different there. I think I think to a degree, a lot of what you're taking may be from things that are a bit more personal in, in like they're not. And, you know, and that's why I say maybe I'm wrong because there isn't a division. Maybe, you know, maybe there, there, there isn't that division at all. But um, the messaging that I would give on something like platform verse, and, and something like a, a blog post versus something like this uh which is which is as i say more um more like a journal or a, or a diary or or getting thoughts out um that is a different message and i would speak about things in a different way um right. and so i think maybe the messaging that you're that you're getting is borrowed from things that aren't necessarily how i would actually position podient when I'm putting on my actual podium hat. So when right. I'm when I'm speaking to you and when we're doing this show I'm not speaking as podiums I'm speaking as me. The mm-hmm. the the messaging that I would employ when I'm speaking as podiums is is very different. Right. No, that's fair. Not enough. very different but different. And I would I would phrase things and I have phrased things differently when I position my messaging as podium. That's fair enough. Hmm. Cool. And as like that that may not be because it's all one big internet and it's all a, a general mishmash, that may yeah. not be a valid way of looking at it um, because it's all still my stupid voice, which from whichever medium you've got it. Um, but I see that division and, and perhaps other people don't. Um, and perhaps I, I, you know, I should do either. Either I should um, clarify that when I'm speaking, I'm speaking as Mark, not Podient, or I should just unify my messaging across platforms. Well, it, I mean, it is, as, as you say, it's, it's different for me because I see you as Mark first and then yeah. Podium second. So other, other people will be coming out from a slightly different point of view. Mm. Although people are listening to this show who don't know you. So, mm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Um, I've also, I've, strangely, I've had, a, I've had a request for someone to come on as a guest on the show. That's very want, exciting. Because they want to talk to you about Podium. Oh, wow. Uh, which, what's is, also... which, is, which is Nick from Runapod. Oh, that's cool. That's great. Um, I'm, I'm say, delighted He keeps saying that. we should hook that up. Yes, um, we should. Well, let's... let's, let's we uh, open the floodgates when we let Danny come on, I tell you. Oh, Christ. Uh, that makes me very pleased. <clears throat> for one reason is uh, I spent yesterday getting back to the things that I love uh, with Podium is, is building new features and, and making it awesome. And uh, one of the things I'm really really really, um, excited about is the new guest feature that's coming um, where you can just type in someone's Twitter handle or uh, uh, an address for their website or their Facebook URL and it automatically like pulls in as much information as it can so it'll pull in their name and their photo and their biog uh, and then you can you can tweak that and add it and then that will um, 
that will then be visible and we'll, we'll you know we'll have ways to say well this person also appears on this podcast and stuff um and so yeah like uh i'm, I'm really excited about about doing all of that stuff and it's really fun at the moment um and and uh yeah i have an interface that i'm, I'm delighted with uh for how to actually add guests to uh to an episode uh so it'd be nice to be able to do that for for thread so do i get slightly um do I get like beta? Well, probably not even beta. Do I get do I get different features on Thread to what I get on Runapod because you're an owner of it? Possibly. So um, I, see, I see slight I see slight differences in things like um, Podium sends me a really nice email about Thread, mm-hmm. but I don't get a really nice email about uh, Runapod. Uh, that could be one of two reasons. Are you someone who is allowed to edit episodes on Runapod? uh i think i'm a or manage settings yeah i can do everything uh then that's probably a bug i've got the same level of stuff that i've got on thread oh sorry if to do bug reports on mic sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's probably probably a bug oh that's bad uh it's it's, it's a cool email though really like it yeah i like it Um, kind of pulse of your yeah um pulse of your show it's it's very cool um, particularly because we were we were running ads on Runapod, which was it worked quite well. Mm. Um, we did the Overcast ads, nice, um, and it didn't seem to do anything for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, I've just been that was a waste of money." Yeah, um, but I think maybe the subscription stats lag quite badly. He does say that they can take a couple of days at least, uh, and so yeah, yeah there there may be that. Yeah, because suddenly, um, right at the end, it doubled. Mm. so that was nice nice that was that was that was that was really cool um did you do your homework no i was going to do a whole bit about yeah i totally did and oh i love the bit where that thing happened and oh what about that character no i didn't i i i have uh last week was a was a week um i was i was i was kind of exhausted by the end of um monday and then uh yeah there's been there's been a bit of recovery going on and then this weekend i was working uh because i had a, a an audiobook to deliver so um no no excuses i failed again okay and, and, and i am sorry it's been it's been one week since i set that since homework. you set that homework <laughs> exactly um yeah um okay you gonna roll it over yeah yeah you did just the, you did oh shit you just did just what i was no yeah that's done. You just did just what I, I was I've just, pulled, just, just going to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to get the line right. Okay. Uh, no, that's fine. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. And 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 and, and yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a bad one. Um, yeah, I think this coming few days, this weekend, I think I will have more time, so I okay. will be able to actually do my fiduciary duty. Well, I will hang hang on to all of my. Um, all of my Edinburgh chat then until after that because Edinburgh it all links, all links oh, together course, with yes, train spotting. That was where it came from. Yes, um, I, I've been. It was lovely. Uh, went to the Fatty Owls, and um, <laughs> other than that, I will save the rest of it for you for next time. Cool. Okay. Um, and with my homework, I had to uh, cleanse myself yes. of unlistened un- to podcasts. And um, the little confession I've got regards my homework is that. Uh, despite the fact I've got all these podcasts that I don't listen to, mm. um, which are expunged, I was unable to fully let go. So I've exported the OPML of the current state of uh, podcasts <laughs> before 
expunging anything. So I've got a rollback position if I need it, which oh, is pathetic. Nice. No, absolutely I pathetic. Um, I've never opened an APML. I've never. What? What's what? What's the structure of it? It's an XML file. Um, it's an XML file. So. Yeah. Um, the other thing was, I was like, well, do I take screenshots of the, what I've got here so I can come back to it? Do I write down a list? I'm, or I'm do I take the OPML say, and guess that I can just pull out the names? You won't, you won't like this, but I don't think an OPML is a snapshot of what episodes you've subscribed to. Oh no, just the shows. That's all. Yeah, the show yeah. Tiles. That's that's all. That's all an episode. An OPML is a is a, a an XML file which is a big list of RSS feeds, basically. Right, and does it does it have um, metadata for them as well? So will Not it have much. will it have like the show name? Yes, in, ca- in case probably. they've got gobble, gobble yes, almost RSS almost certainly actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that should be fine. Yeah. Uh, so for the, for people who are listening who don't know what I'm talking about, there is a standard for po- uh, for podcatchers that will give you um, a list of shows that you're subscribed to, which enables you to move. So if you're currently stuck on Apple official podcast app, which isn't very nice and you wanted to move to something nicer like overcast or pocketcast you can just grab what you've uh, got in there currently and port it from one thing to the other does import, apple export. podcasts allow you to do that oh bugger me I don't yeah know. i would be surprised if it did do you want me to open it up yeah go, still- go for it yeah i would be surprised if it did because it's still for time apple well, yeah. apple being what they what they are they is what they is apple being what they are they they're, they're not fans of uh, of of you know uh, acknowledging the existence of any other kind of uh, of of app, um, it, you know they will they will add several podcast apps to their uh, podcast uh, to their app directory and they'll happily allow you to search for them. But once you're in their podcast ecosphere, they're not really gonna yeah. So I would be I would be surprised. There not is not shocked. there is not a, a, there is not a, a button that I can find in the UX. Um, that will allow me to export. Yeah, there's there's Northern possibly Naughty. there's probably a thing that can be done. Ah, it's just Apple in it. There's probably a thing that can be done, like some kludgy thing with iTunes. Um, that uh, like there's probably some weird way you can get it to to do it. But yeah, so you mean I, you have to go yeah. onto the big computer and do it? Yeah, probably. Probably. In iTunes 11, open podcasts and then choose file library export playlist. Then select OPML format. Blah, 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 blah. That's from Stack Exchange from 2013, so it may be defunct. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, the suggestion is you have to go to the big computer to do it. Yeah. Who wants to go to the big computer ever? No one wants to go to the big computer. I haven't communicated with one of my iPhones with a big computer in uh, a long while. Huh. Talking, talking of which. Yes. My other half. Yes. Last, last night, which like literally just about to go to bed. And she's casually goes, oh... I've got a new iPhone in my bag. Say what? Do you mean what? you got, mean you got a new iPhone in your bag? Oh yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I think it came on Friday. It's been at work all weekend. And, uh, <laughs> brought it home today, and I'm like, you, you, how you, dare uh, you be so nonchalant about this? Unboxing and get excited. She's like, oh, oh yeah. I'll take. Oh, I have to set it up, and it's just sat here, wrapped in cellophane. I'm going to see if I can make the cellophane make a noise on on mic. Foley work. Yeah. yeah, no, it's so tightly shrink wrapped. Yeah, can't really... yeah, no, they, they don't make much noise, do they? It's a li- little click there. Yeah, that's the that's the shrink wrappy. Um, yeah, she's just ah, oh, yeah, I've got that. <sighs> Whatever. Blimey, Some considering that her phone. current work phone is a BlackBerry. Oh God! United, and um, I probably shouldn't say this. I'll probably get her in trouble. But she's left her BlackBerry and her iPhone. Um, 
So I this is the eight, presumably. No, no, it's not an eight. It's, oh, okay. it's, it's, it's a success, but you know, it's still. Oh, oh, right. It's still a nice phone. Oh yeah, it's fine. Um, particularly as a step up from a BlackBerry, but I've never yeah. seen anybody. I've never seen anybody quite so casual. Was well, a nonchalant having, having new kit to unbox? Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's an anathema. My, mind you, my mum's like that. She, my my dad gets into it, but my mum's just like, uh, I don't know. Can I make phone calls on it? <laughs> oh. Um, she's she's got a big train journey later as well. I'd be really stressed because uh, I'd be like I'd want I'd want it ready and charged ahead of the train journey. Yes, because I'd want to be able to tether on it and all those things. I'd I'd have to have like I get I get so frustrated and um, annoyed if uh, one of the either the battery goes in my phone or my headphones and I can't listen to a podcast if if I'm travelling anywhere. It it fries uh-huh. my brain. Can't do it. I lost my headphones the other day in the middle of the day. <laughs> you know, I was going to have to commute without them because I wasn't, oh! going to be going, <clears throat> I wasn't going to be going past a shop that would sell headphones nice enough to buy, yeah. nor a pound shop that would sell headphones bad enough to throw away. Yes. Because you can buy pound shop quality headphones in many places for £7. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not paying seven quid for them because I'd no. rather get seven pairs of one, of pound and ones of the same quality. Yes. Or, or spend uh, some decent money in a decent decent shot but getting too far into my other show that seems to be all about bloody headphones at the minute mm, i can imagine it, it would be because yeah well the original working title for it was um nick and john's shit bluetooth headphone review show but <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we thought that was a bit too niche even for us so we uh, we expanded it to more generally talking about running and such we're very excited at the moment about the new fitbit oh um yeah. the, so the um, fitbit company bought pebble yes and their their latest um, top end watch um, is the first kind of fruit of Pebble Tech and Pebble engineers working on Fitbit products. Yeah. So they've got Fitbit OS, and that you can develop your own apps for it. Lovely. Um, and um, it's yeah, it's kind of interesting. I read a review of it, and it was like, oh, it's still not a good smartwatch because you can't reply to notifications on it. And I'm like, well, that's brilliant because I literally. The last thing I would want to do is reply to something on a watch. I've I've done it a few times actually. Um, I usually go for the scribble option or the smiley option, you know, because sometimes all I, all I, I want to do is just yeah, it's just send a little thumbs up or a, or a smiley face, and that's quite useful because yeah, it's just it's sometimes just a little bit easier than um, it takes longer, but it's just easier than getting your phone. Um, and I've I've taken the odd phone call on it um, when it's been tethered, um, so and it, like. Bluetooth through... Yeah, um, yeah, through, through... Well, through... I think it's probably... There's a Wi-Fi and a Bluetooth thing working together because um, I, I, I had a phone call when I was technically... I was outside of my property. I was putting the bins away. My phone was up here where I am now in my office, and I was the other side of the of the building uh, and outside putting the bins away, and my, my watch started to ring, and I was able to answer it um, and then walk, you know, go, go upstairs, walk into the um, office, and then the phone's lit up, and I can just press a green thing on the phone and then it transfers the call over to the phone um and that's really that's really useful for those moments where you're like shit the phone's out of reach it's you know those things where it, you know you're just going to pick it up and then it's going to have been on the last ring and they've they've you know they've rung off um for sort of getting get into those moments is, is quite useful and then you find out that it's a call from you know ee or whatever and it's like oh yeah hello I'm getting a lot of those is anybody there yeah i'm calling about the accident that you had yeah yeah, 
Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'll just take down some details. This I'll is just transfer you to sound. my friend. And then the person comes on. I always keep them on for as long as possible. Yeah, I like to do that. I've, to I've, cost them money. Yeah, I've really shouted at like... I, I, I like getting angry at them and, and I sort of I don't feel that bad I feel a little bit bad um, because when you say angry at them I'm, I'm talking about the robocall not, oh no I'm ang- talking about the people oh no I don't get angry at the people I keep the robocall on and let it play its script oh that's 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 um, so that it yeah, costs them money that's, that's until sensible it, until it tries to transfer me to a person or or the cleverer ones realise that I'm not saying anything yeah and that it's just talking to itself yeah oh wow um, have you ever seen have you ever seen Twitter bots talking to one another. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's a thing. Yeah, I bet. Um, yeah, and and just just totally robotic uh, Twitter feeds that are just like kind of auto pumping out content <laughs> um, that have never been touched by a human, and that their their followers are all other things that do the same thing. Yeah, and you're like, oh, are they? Are they? This is this is the start. This is where they're plotting. <laughs> Are these property listings they're pumping out actually code? Oh God! Something. <laughs> John, our uh, our co-host in uh, Beware the Leopard wrote a, a piece years ago, um, back when people used to write blog posts. Um, I think it was around 2011 or something about a vision like a dystopian, this sort of dystopian wasteland of the internet, and it was all about like when when everything has died and when the last vestiges of the internet and, and people's real content have finished, when all the blogs are finished and there's no more um, new content being generated and it's all just a wasteland, there will always be these, the, the, the last things will be these little spam bots kind of skittering across the internet and, and dropping their leavings and then moving elsewhere. And I always thought it was a really okay. interesting, um, yeah, kind of dark vision. I think I remember reading that. Mm. Um, yeah. Bloody internet. Bloody internet. Um, um, that's a, that's a great name for a podcast. I was um, thinking exactly the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. So, I, um, so I've, I've kind of kept my little archive of what I, I have had in case I ever want to go back to some of it. Yes. But inevitably, I ended up like adding more stuff. Hmm. Um, so, so what you're telling the, me is you haven't listened to Thrilling Adventure Hour? No, I haven't listened to Thrilling Adventure Hour. That is one thing I haven't done. Okay. Um, but uh, I've also had another show that I've not listened to yet, <laughs> which is Presentable. Okay. Um, come across that? No. So the, the backstory here is that I um, went to CanvasConf mm-hmm. last, last week, which um, is um, sort of internet tech industry conference, mostly focused on... Uh, products, um, but digital services. Um, so the speakers this year were there was a, a couple of these these new breed um, disruptive startup banks that they have now, um, and ooh. and how the oh you excited about that? Well, I I've been uh, and I'm sorry I know I keep hijacking things. I've been no, excited about the possibility now that podium is a legit business as in like it has more of a business case and it has a, a, a thing that makes it uh differentiatable from other right. things uh i i'm actually now starting to think of are there sensible ways that i can look at maybe peer-to-peer lending or uh small loans for various things so that i can have some project money to work on stuff uh yeah. to improve the service so th- things like that are interesting to me these are these both of these were more your retail oh right um, 
retail bank. So I've just I've got oh, as in a, a bank that is a startup rather than a bank that is for startups. Yes, yes. Right. So okay. You, so you had Monzo. Yes, which I I use. Oh, do you? You're mm-hmm. a Monzo. Of course, you are. <laughs> 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 the, the guy, the guy from Monza is very nice, and and Starling, mm. uh, which is which is an, another one where they both got just got their bank licenses recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a lady there from All Four talking about um, the development of All Four as a as a platform. All Four is uh, um, they would not thank me for calling it this, but it's the TV catch up service from Channel Four in the UK. Yeah. Um, really, really great presentation from Duolingo about. The uh, language learning products that they've de- developed and the the ways in which they've managed to make gamification work. And as someone who's a gamification cynic, mm. I came away from that thinking, "Wow, that's really, really smart." Mm-hmm. Um, and there were there were other people there as as, as well. Um, <laughs> some uh, some really good stuff, some less interesting stuff. There was a really interesting uh, presentation about. Um, so there's uh, a lady who used to write for. Oh, crumbs. What did she used to write for? She wrote for something big. Uh, oh, Pixar. She used to no, be right. one of the Pixar, one of the writers at Pixar. Mm-hmm. And her new job is writing the Google Home Assistant. Oh, yes. Was this a conversation we had uh, on yes. Leopard? On, yeah, on yeah, Le- yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> she's actually writing the character of the Home Assistant. Um, including localized versions of the character, depending on the uh, the countries which they're selling it into. So she's obviously working in English-speaking countries, but she showed a couple of, of differences between the way they write the American character and the way they write the UK character. Mm. Um, that was absolutely fascinating because there's, there's obviously a character in Siri and in Lady in the Tube and all, and all the other things, but I'd never... It, it took someone to stand up and say to go, hello, I write that, for me to go, oh, of course you do. Yeah. Of course that's actually a thing. Um, and the conversation that came off the back of that that I had with uh, you and Dan and John about Beware of the Leopard is we've been recently doing one of our pieces was about how did we get on to talking about Marvin? Uh, well, it, Marvin was because uh, we were figuring out how to cast him. No, no, no. There was a there was a whole bit we were doing about personalities. Oh, we were talking about the security bot. Yes, Colin. Whose name is Colin, so we were in the seas, and Colin has a simple personality and Marvin has a complicated personality, and we were talking about AI and personality. So it was really interesting to hear her kind of actually talk about that and mentioning Marvin the Paranoid Android and genuine people personalities in mm. the presentation, which was, which was fab. Why am I talking about Canvas, mate? Why am I talking about Canvas? Uh, last speaker was awesome. He was really interesting. Uh, and seemed like a really, really lovely man. And he runs uh, a podcast now, amongst other things. He's he's the guy who founded Typekit. Oh, wow. And uh, some other things that I can't remember. Mm-hmm. He now has um, uh, divested himself of that and is spending that, that money on other tech investments. But his talk, uh, which was a nice kind of keynote ending talk, because everything else was kind of like, I am X from Product Y. Here is the story of Product Y. Um, I don't Good know song. I the song. <laughs> His was much more like uh, I've I've been I've been around the blocks, and I want to tell you about the people who I've worked with, and um, the way that I manage some of the interesting things that have happened to me in my life. And um, he got quite sort of spiritual and philosophical philosophical mm-hmm. about it. Yep. Um, and he was he was basically sort of talking about uh, building workplaces that are pleasant places to be in. Um, mm. And um, yeah, he seemed really lovely. So I followed up his podcast. It's on Relay. Yes. So, Jeff um, Veen. 
Caffeine, yeah. And it's a really interesting design podcast. Mm. Um, I'm particularly interested in the episode, which I thought I'd actually saved already, but it doesn't seem to be there. Um, there's an episode in here about CSS Grid, uh, which I'm really excited oh. to. It's called something like um, uh, Last March, Everything You Know About the Internet Changed or some, About the Web Changed or something like that, which sounds interesting. Yeah. But he he told some really interesting stories about Typekit, mm-hmm. which had me thinking loads about Podient. Okay. Um, and and uh, certain things you've told me about the kind of the, the process of managing change and those sorts of things. And I was kind of like, oh, I wish Mark was here. Oh. Um, so he's he's a nice man. Um, <laughs> try try his podcast. Um, he might even be worth a follow on on the Twitter. I don't know. Ooh. Not decided yet. Okay. What I really liked about him as well, him and the guy from Monzo. I had a group of students with me, and obviously in a kind of a corporate setting, a lot of people are like, okay, who's in this room who I can who I can make something out of? Mm. Who's in here who's going to give me some advantage for myself? And like, he made a beeline for my students and came over and spoke to them and went. Hey, how are you doing? Your students, that's fantastic, brilliant. Aren't you interesting? Mm. And kind of like let them talk at him. Okay. I'm um, super generous mm-hmm. in a way that other people were like, oh, you're Lanyard's a student, I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that wasn't a thing he needed to do. So um, based on no, that, I, ba- I like that. Basically, basically my hero at the moment. Yeah. It's like a really lovely man. And the guy from Monzo as well, I should say, he, he, he similarly spent a lot of time a lot of time talking talking to students not giving a shit about the fact that they weren't going to buy anything from him or give him any advantage in his life that's great um that's really lovely to see yes i i, I hope that when i grow up that uh, <laughs> i can uh, have that attitude yeah yeah it's a lovely event though have you ever been no um i think i there, there are there are no good reasons for why i haven't been <laughs> Yeah, I think with Podium being a thing in the world, it's probably more and more a thing for you. Yes, probably I think, I think your you're right actually as well because you 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 guys did develop a few platforms and products in your in your agency life, didn't you? Yeah, I think that was what I was alluding to because it was a competing agency and because it was, um, uh, we you know we I think we we'd lost out to the. <laughs> Oh dear! Um, back in the day, <laughs> Sorry, back in the mate, day, just, just pull that a bit more. That, that. there were there were there were semi-political reasons why I, I don't think any of us were like super interested in going. And so, through having no animosity and and, and you know, I've got no problem with the conference at all, it just it it I always look at it and go, oh yeah, that's on, and and never think I, actually I should go. Um, yeah, yeah. So no, like I I really I'm really crap at going to things and it's something that i absolutely have to fix um with you know because i'm kind of a big deal i don't know no i don't know what the reason is um but i just i should go to more things and and that should be a thing that i should go to uh it's a shame that i uh there isn't like a five minute talk lightning talk event going on anymore because that would be quite good to go to oh, or to mate. organize Oh God! I've just uh, how how have we got down there now? No, no, no! I'm I'm <laughs> you haven't no, you haven't made me sad or anything. I no, it's fine. Oh. I, don't, I don't know why I went down that road. No, I'm just I'm annoyed at myself that I haven't I haven't been to things. Um, I, and and uh, I'm not uh making more of an effort to to seek out because uh, like I've got myself into this improv thing and uh, that's going to be at the end of the month. But like in terms of conferences, um. 
I think I've forgotten the value in them as someone who does make things uh, and as someone who actually does have things to offer now. I think that's what it is. It's like I'm, I have to remember I'm not just going to go and, and be some guy. Like I actually do a thing now that people use and, and, and you know, um, and and I, I have some I might have some knowledge or some insights that people might be interested in. It might be that people might enjoy having a conversation with me. Perhaps I should think about going to these things. I think that's the thing that, that is, is having difficulty uh, lodging itself in my brain. Yeah, I, I'm I'm loath to say that, that should be your homework, but I'm thinking it might be. But maybe not this month. Maybe not this week. We should we should circle back to this at some point and find out if you've got anything booked in your diary. No, I I should. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to. I need to look up and and find things. Um, Eventbrite and and meet. Well, not not meet up, but I guess yeah, things like Eventbrite probably a good good place to start. But the the Brumtech Slack has got a lot of oh, yes, local of events publicised in it as well, which yes. is which is quite quite useful. Yes. Have you ever been down to Open Code at Bomb? No, I meant to uh, back in the day. Uh, back in the day last year, I was I, I'd meant to go. I was going to sort of make it a weekly thing. Um, and uh, yeah, that was something I, I managed to to not go to. I've only been to Bomb once. I went for uh, Petra Kutcher. Hey, I went to see a, um, our friend Pete Ashton's show. It was ah, very good. yes, instructions uh, very, for very humans. Good. Yeah, if you're in the Birmingham area, Birmingham Open Media is uh, but a two minute walk from New Street Station, mm-hmm. um, next to the um, disputed oldest working cinema in the country <laughs> the elect the electric um and it's a really interesting kind of art hack space mm-hmm. and um the people who have um art and hack space there are also on a kind of a, a repertory um exhibition cycle and um uh, a chap that mark and i know from back in the days when people used to say oh let's have a meetup about the internet um, <laughs> Mm. he's he's um he's got a really interesting show there about um human computer interactions um mm-hmm. there's uh a few few things there that are still quite quite tentative but he's developing and there's a few things that have really taken shape it's sort of like um uh evolving as as the show goes mm. so every time you go there you can see something different which is quite quite interesting and there's mm-hmm. a few other artists who are being exhibited in the same space as him a lot of stuff in there about surveillance uh, a lot of stuff in there about ai and machine learning Ooh. and um a lot of interesting stuff about um cargo cults as well what what is one of those cargo cults mm. oh do you do oh do you not know no that's a surprise uh, no i don't okay. Okay, um, so uh, a new piece of homework to go alongside train spotting is I want you at some point in the next two weeks, so you don't have to do it for next time, I want you to go to Bomb, mm-hmm. I want you to see Pete's show, and I want you to come back and tell me what a cargo cult is. Okay. I'm not going to tell you. No, no, it's fine. I'm not going not to give it you easy. Seems fair. Yeah. Mm, cool. Good. Yeah. We're starting to go long, aren't we? We, we are. Uh, yeah, we are. Um. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, this has been this has been enlightening. Um, it has. None of my uh, none of my topics and mini topics need to be done today, so they can, like, they can wait. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, dude. No, I'm it's fine. Like you, you kept you keep being pushed. I can probably do the D and D thing as a mini topic, actually. I'll yeah. just just sort of say that just because it's current in my mind at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, um, Danny Smith. Danny Smith. Day. Danny Smith, who um, has been on, he's the only so far guest 
star of of thread he he tweeted the other day something or it might be on facebook he was wanting to get um uh, a game together um a role-playing game together um was looking for some pals who might be like-minded and i thought oh that's cool and i was kind of like oh wish wish i lived in brighton because i think doing something like that with danny would be a lot of fun um what a nice thing to do and he was sort of discussing what what game they'd play and um the idea that danny's going to do that is totally unsurprising to me mm-hmm. um and um i was like yep yeah, that that makes sense but then i discovered that apparently D D is cool uh yeah oh yeah yeah and, and, and is and is in inverted commas back yeah and this is not necessarily directly a stranger things <laughs> no, thing. no 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 we should see it as being stranger things adjacent mm. um because obviously that's very much in the, in the zeitgeist and the i've not started season two yet because i went away at the weekend um but um I, but i will be starting it later on this week so i don't know if D features that much um in the foreground of the show now there are there. references from from what i've uh watched so far but not not as much um but i think D D. It, it, it now i think it's it's become more of a an umbrella term for a few of these sort of role-playing type games pathfinder yes. fate fate is a wonderful mechanism and if this conversation is going where i think it might be going then fate is um is is definitely something to look up um i wasn't going to be saying what what game should i be playing but that's that's cool and interesting as well uh, No, the thing the thing was this this realization that at the same time that Danny for whom something like that is very natural and probably something he's been doing since he was a kid is, is happening and he's doing it in Brighton. I'm very aware, which is quite hipstery. Mm. There is a hipstification of D and D, which I find profoundly unsettling, <laughs> which I've discovered through an article uh, that the New Yorker has published. Mm-hmm. And I've p- picked out a few choice quotes and I'll, I'll put a link to the article in, uh, in show notes. Cause it's just, uh, it, it's, it's the classic story. It's it's serial killer cafe all over again. It's that kind of it's that very normal normal thing. Yeah. Um, uh, gentrified and escalated up to a point where you kind of like wonder what it's all about anymore. Ooh. So here's a quote: Forty dollars in Portland, Oregon, of course, gets you into Orcs, 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 a tavern-inspired pop-up restaurant <laughs> with D and D games and artisanal delicacies. Hmm. Now, yeah, that okay. is very, very different to my experience of tabletop gaming <laughs> as a young man. Yeah. Uh, one night, it boasted tankards of beer. That's in inverted commas for some reason, but like that doesn't need to be in inverted commas. No. That is a thing. Most one things in inverted commas don't need to be. Yeah. Tankards of beer and a whole roast pig. That's oh. In Massachusetts, Snow or Shine, a series of role-playing camps called Guard Up, offers children the chance to chase each other through the fields of Burlington with foam swords and nerf blasters while somehow also learning. <laughs> Why has this become, on the one hand, a thing that is um, that has to be paired with appropriate beer and food? <laughs> Which has got some provenance and some sourcing to it and someone can tell me about the fucking yeast strain. And <laughs> Why is it also suddenly being geared up alongside this idea of, because it goes into a lot of detail on the thing about kids learning, right? Yeah. Alternative education systems. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Here's, in 2017, gathering your friends in a room, setting your devices aside and taking turns to contrive a story that exists largely in your head 
gives off a radical whiff for a completely different reason than it did in 1987. And the fear that a role-playing game might wound the psychologically fragile seems to have flipped on its head. Therapists are using D&D to get troubled kids to talk about experiences that might otherwise embarrass them. And children with autism are using the game to improve their social skills. Last year, researchers found that a group of 127 role players exhibited above average levels of empathy. And a Brazilian study from 2013 showed that role playing classes were an extremely effective way to teach cellular biology. So what now? Right. Can people not just get their friends together and enjoy a fucking game without having justifications so deeply rooted in, oh, well, it's good for the autistic kids and maybe we can learn something about fucking cellular biology as well. I'm, I, am, I am affronted by this, Mark. I'm really quite upset. <laughs> I understand that. And it yeah, no. I like a thing that should be hipster at all. No. Um, no, and, and something else I've taken from us, which I mean, I never had because I, I never played it when I was a kid. But yeah, uh, uh, that sucks. I, I don't know if it sucks. I don't know if it sucks. I'm just, I, it doesn't look like a thing that I recognize. I think that's my problem. <laughs> um, this isn't my I, beautiful D&D game. No, if, if people are, if people are doing a thing and enjoying a thing. That's cool. And, yeah. um, and that's nice. I don't know why they feel the need to tell themselves stories about, um, it being good education mm. and, and things just, just have a nice time with your friends for goodness <laughs> sake. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know why that. Why the food has to be part of the story? Yeah, you know, you're going to want to take some snacks, but you know, that's not. That's not the thing, is it? That's very, very weird. Yeah, I, I think. I think a lot of it comes down to uh, the people that were playing these games um, twenty, thirty years ago are now <clears throat> in their thirties uh, or forties, and so some of them have kids and some of them don't and so the people i'm generalizing here obviously but the you know the the the, the I ones think that's a fair, i think that's a fair generalization and assumption there mark yeah no no some no, no. I, 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 some of them don't is okay all right don't settle, worry. settle don't, down settle don't down worry. you're not gonna you're not gonna get dragged on the internet for that settle down <laughs> um the point that i was making is uh, <laughs> um is that the people who don't have kids run the bars and the people that do have kids run the camps is my point um and so like in like in the in the way that star wars films are now being made by the people that watched star wars in its original incarnations uh mm-hmm. i i suspect that a lot of it it's it's taking the stuff from their childhood that maybe you know, because 30, 30 years ago, to some degrees, in some parts of the, of the puritanical US, it was still viewed as being like satanic and stuff. And, uh, oh, and, there, and there, were, there were huge issues with moral panics around this this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, didn't realize until I read this article, apparently there's an early Tom Hanks film about him essentially going like full Satan because <laughs> because he plays uh, D&D. Bad Jumanji. Bad, bad Jumanji, yeah. Oh, Jumanji's quite dark, isn't it? Quite good fun, though. Uh, yeah, you know they're remaking it? Yeah, with the rock in it. Yeah. Is, is it out? Uh, I saw the trailer, um, so if it's not out, it will be out soon. Mm, I'm quite interested. Yeah. I, I watched Jumanji fan recently. But yeah, the, the game of Jumanji is quite bad. So. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not films, surprised about that. Film's quite, film's quite good fun. No, yeah, Tom Hanks. Devil 
Oh wow! So, uh, sorry, I think I do. I think I've derailed your uh, your point there, and I also lent away from the mic. Sorry, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, no, I think I think I think my point is, uh, yeah, I think my point is 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 made uh i'm slightly distracted because um a website went down and uh i was trying to figure out still trying to figure out what's happening oh, um, one of your one of your websites one of the websites that i manage it's not one of my websites but it's a website for which uh, i have a, a degree of responsibility um and uh i'm a bit concerned as to why that's happened but uh that's that's for another day um do you want to go fix that? Because I think we're probably nah. It's fine. No, no. Yeah, I will. Um, I will. Uh, I will. I'll go and fix that. I think. Yeah, we've done. We've done plenty of show. My word. Uh, What's the sh- a lovely show. The links alone. Um. All right. Cool. Uh. Well. So we've got homework for next week, and uh, I will certainly try and try and do it. Um. As ever, thank you for trying to fix me in my life. And- I will try to fix you. <laughs> i like the fact that you've just put in show notes tom hanks movie that's got a really fuck a new york article <laughs> i'm gonna get the links for them i know what they mean they are aid memoirs for myself they are not the show notes they will go to people they are not <laughs> they human possible yet thank you mate um yeah i'll speak to you in a couple of days when we do a leopard oh i'm excited yes Yes. All right, dude. Uh, All right. I've 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 loved every second of it, and um, stay safe out there. Yes. Thank you. See you later, mate. <laughs> bye, bye. Bye. Bye.